With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Steelers postgame podcast. The Steelers are not victorious in the season. The, I'm sorry, the home opener at Heinz Field as they lose, what was the final score? 26-17, to 17, I believe, to the Las Vegas Raiders. It was a dud of a game in a lot of different ways. There were a lot of factors that came into play in, in regards to the result, and we're going to hash all that out for you here uh, in the next hour or so. So for those watching live on YouTube, welcome. Live on Facebook Live, welcome. And for all of those listening on our audio platform, we appreciate all of our listeners. Let's bring in the rest of the crew. Let's start with Dave Schofield, editor. What's up, Dave? I mean, we're here after a loss. That's what's up. Absolutely. Brian Anthony Davis, podcast producer. What's up, Brian? Hey, gentlemen. Good to see you. Wish it was under happier Steeler circumstances. But hey, we've got 15 more of these. We do. We do have 15 more of these. I don't think anyone predicted a uh, uh, an undefeated season. I mean, I did technically, but <laughs> <laughs> I also knew that I was going to be wrong on more than one occasion. And this just happens to be one of those. Uh, let's start things off before we get into grades and all that stuff. I do want to talk with you all. Like, Let's just talk about injuries first. Uh, this started before the game even began when the inactive list was released. Uh, you found out that Devin Bush and Joe Hayden, who were questionable coming into this game, were out with their groin injuries. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, Tyson Alulu breaks his ankle, uh, essentially. He's going to be out for a long time. And then you have Carlos Davis was already out with a knee injury. And then TJ Watt suffers a groin injury, and he 
is not able to return to the game. If you want to throw into the injury list, the fact that Trey Turner got ejected from the game, then you're short of a guard. It was that type of game for the Steelers. And I just want to go around. Let's do some knee jerk reactions, not just to injuries, uh, to the game in general. Uh, we'll start with Dave. What do you think about this game, Dave? The defense just didn't look the same. I was concerned about the defense, how they would look when the injury report came out. I I wasn't sure. Unfortunately, I tweeted out the stats of the Steelers' records. You know, with when after Joe Hayden joined the team, and I, they're four and five in games that he missed. Devin Bush, they're seven and five. But when neither players on the field, they were zero and three going into this one. So now it's zero and four. Um, I was concerned about that. I have to admit, I I still think that the defense is the driving force of this team. But as we've seen and other teams have seen around the NFL, that injuries can greatly affect what you're trying to do when your top line players aren't available. Yeah, I can't can't disagree with that. Brian Anthony Davis, what was your knee jerk reaction to the game? I don't think I was very concerned about the loss of the team defenders as much as everybody else was i was more concerned the fact that all right now the offense has to carry themselves well and help carry this team and if they just had a little semblance of something early on instead of the same old garbage that we saw last week in the first half you know, they they might have been able to escape that game. Yeah, the defense uh, the defense had all of those guys missing. The offense didn't, and the offense did not hold up to their end of the bargain. The defense was playing down a lot of guys. Yeah, the offense is a big storyline here. Uh, I think it'll kind of be, you know, everyone's going to want to point the finger at someone this game, but ultimately the offense deserves a lion's share of blame as well. Before we get into grades and stuff, let's get a super chat up here. $2 from Nick Hancock said, we look like expired urine and feces. So that's an interesting comment. I'm not so sure about what that actually says about the Steelers, but um, let's go through this one player at a time. What's up, Ryan? I was just going to say, I mean, I don't really, uh, if they look like just regular non-expired urine, that's still not good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I. You're right. Yeah. You are right. Well, let's start off on the offensive side of the ball with our grades, and we're going to start with Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, who finished 27 of 40 for 295, 7.4 yard average, one touchdown, one interception, 87 rating. Uh, we'll start with Dave. What grade are you giving BTR? Oh wow, we're we're ready for grades. Um, the the biggest one that I have to wonder about is. Who's not, when they're not on the same page, who's not making the right reads? And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you just have to make sure you're on the right page with, with, with stuff. Some people are ready to just throw out Ben Roethlisberger right now. That's not the answer. I don't see that at all. The, the, the inabilities of the offense, I don't lie. I don't put strictly at his feet or Matt Canada's feet. People that say it's the same offense. It's not the same offense. It's just not good execution all the time. For me with, with Ben, I'm going to go C minus. Uh, I mean, the interception was just kind of thrown up there. There were some times, you know, he held the ball way too long, but at this, there was also other times when he made some nice throws. So it wasn't all bad. And, 
it, a, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, it's Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger and what we've grown to expect from him. Brian Anthony Davis grading the quarterback. Go ahead. Well, I tell you what, he was disappointing today. I, I just did not feel like he was ready to put this team on his shoulders, especially when what happened to the defense uh, in well, not really pregame and that actually happened on Friday with injury report. But with knowing that those guys were out, I just thought that the play calling was vanilla. He no, actually vanilla is a great flavor. I hate when I do that. Um, I just thought that he wasn't good and he, he looked like everything that, Every time I defended him in recent years or recent weeks or months, he just looked anti that. And, and I, I really can't make excuses for him in this game. So I've got to give him a D. Yeah, I was going to go with a D plus. Um, you expect Roethlisberger to be able to go out and win you a game or two. Uh, every season, even at his age and his 18 season. And I thought this was one of them. I thought this was a game. And, and you can talk about a lot of different things. Offensive line will clearly talk about that. Uh, he didn't have any glaring drops by receivers. Some might say that Ebron passed early in the game, but that was a tough catch. I mean, I, I didn't get to see it. It was just a tough play. Yeah. And I didn't get to see a replay of that to really hang that on Ebron. So until I do, I'm not going to really put too much judgment on Eric Ebron. But still, it, I, I guess maybe our expectations should change for Ben. Maybe our expectations for what we expect from Roethlisberger should change. Nonetheless, if they change for the fan base, my goodness, what does that mean for the offense and the actual Steelers? I mean, it's going to be a struggle for the rest of the season. It's been a struggle so far through two games. Um, but guys, I, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for some hope here. And what I mean by that is, is there anything that you've seen from BTR specifically that says, there's it, it's way too early to push the panic button, which we know that, but is there anything you're like, you know what? They can still, they can still turn this thing around offensively. They just, you see bits and pieces here or there. What are you seeing that could give some people some hope, Dave? On the offense? Yes. Mainly with on, Ben. On Not mainly with Ben. Not a ton. I think this offense, I mean, unless Ben's given some more time, if you know what I mean, when he drops back to pass. I think this offense kind of is what it is, um, and it's not great. I mean, this this team is driven by the defense, and the offense just needs to do enough. And like you said about – I can't remember which one of you said it about Ben throwing this team on his back. I think those days are gone, but I also don't think that there's anyone else that the Steelers could ask to throw this team on – on their back on offense and get it done. It's just it things have things have to go your way in order to win football games. I mean, the last two games, look, it's it comes down to where one or two plays go the other way. You're still sitting at one and one, but you lose last week and win this week. It's it that's the nature of the NFL. You need to make those plays go your way. So throwing the interception up there, holding holding the ball too long and and taking the sack. Um, things like that are, are, you know, but at the same time, I'd almost rather him throw it away at times rather than give the other team a big play. It's just, I don't have a lot of hope for this to get a lot better un- unless it's the offensive line, giving him more time and, the, and then, and establishing a run game. 
Yeah, Steel Dog eighty eight gave us two dollars earlier. I forgot to get it up on the screen there. He said that uh, Roberts Blaine played a good game. I agree one hundred percent. We'll talk about the defense in part two. Uh, Eric, he gives us five dollars. Said I know that it's only the second week, but I had Feetner flashbacks today. I'm sure you were not alone, Eric, uh, in that regard. And then let's get another. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, do you, you have it? Yes, so you did. have it. I got it. It's right here. Kyle Smith gave us $5. Says, did we watch the same game? I was much more encouraged by Ben's play this game than last. Much more zip on the ball. Other issues on offense. This is funny because for us, and I'll, I'll throw it over to Brian after this. For us, I feel like this is therapeutic. It's also a way to talk through these things. And so I gave Ben a really bad grade. But the more I think about the game, outside of the interception, outside of maybe holding onto the ball a little bit too long, I'm trying to think about plays where it was clear that Roethlisberger was just blatantly at fault. Brian, I'll ask you the same question I asked Dave. What plays might give us hope, or what's your, what are your thoughts about Ben moving forward? Well, he does have some offensive weapons uh, that are new. Pat Fryermuth, when he went and he went to him a good bit, Dave will probably help me with the stats here, but it seemed like he caught about four or five balls in this game, and he seemed like a guy that they are working in over the middle and passing the ball. We saw what happens when you get an opportunity to connect with Najee on a pass, and he reached the, the end zone on that play. So I there are a lot of things. If I'm going to say one thing that is actually – a, a plus for Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of people are going to be surprised I say when I say this, but his safety valve that is Juju Smith-Schuster works. And we didn't see that as much in the second half. And the biggest complaint that I have about Ben right now is, and I don't know whether this is the play calling coming from uh, Matt Canada or whether it's his decision, but when you've got a third and four, a third and short, and you're going for all on that bomb and that seems they like they do that more often than not and i'm looking for a high percentage play there you do the high percentage plays a lot on first down and get your four yards and then the next play things go awry but why not continue to try to find those high percentage plays on third down and i know what dave's gonna say it's what everybody's going to say. It's what the defense has given you. I get that, but Derek Carr was taking that on third down today. Ben was not. So that's my biggest problem. Uh, breaking news coming across the wire uh, from Jerry Dulac, our buddy Jerry Bear from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He tweets, Tyson Alulu having surgery tomorrow for a fractured ankle, expected to miss the rest of the season. Um, and, and so it is that means, Alu-Alu. yes, I, I said that correctly. <laughs> no, um, so I said, I said, Alu-Alu. it's Alu-Alu. Alu-Alu. Well then whatever. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> well, unfortunately we're not going to have to be saying his name much more on this podcast because that's well, really unfortunate if he's gone for the year because he was we, a key person. And we don't know the team. health of Stefan to it. Mm-hmm. If Tuit is able to come back when he's allowed permitted to, mm-hmm. they would have to get through one more game along the defensive line and and then to it would be out of return in week four against the green Bay Packers next week, the Steelers host the Cincinnati Bengals. So tough break physically and figuratively and literally for Tyson Alu Alu. And um, 
Yeah, that's what we I again you kind of expected when you watch the replay, you could yeah, definitely see uh that it was a fractured ankle. Okay, but enough about uh Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. We have some other players to discuss. Before you do that, Steel Dog 88 says I know it's early, but is this the year of BTR maybe holding the offense back? I just don't I just don't see that. I guess maybe we expect more. I just don't see him being the reason that the offense is awful. When I think about the offense being awful, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. It's the offensive line. Yeah, I feel like the offensive line is what's holding this team back. Uh, they, they are really struggling in all facets of play. Let's just grade the offensive line straight up. Overall, we did last week, we did pass blocking, and then we did run blocking. Dave, go ahead. Give your offensive line grade right now. Oh, let's go. Let's go with the – I'll just go with the regular D. There was times where they where it wasn't completely terrible, but it's just not consistent. You're not getting the overall consistency in both aspects of the game that you need from this line in order to hold up and do the things that you need to do. An offense needs to go out there and run and do the things that they do, not have to work around your in, your other inefficiencies in order to try to make something happen. And right now it seems like that's what they're doing. Everything that they have is geared towards covering for this offensive line rather than actually going to this, going to your strengths of everything you can do. That's just the feel that I get for it. Okay, uh, so what grade did you say, Dave? D? I said D. Okay, Brian, what do you think? They failed today. Mm-hmm. F. Okay, do you want to expand on that at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you saw what you saw. There's only one time that I was really impressed with uh, with the offensive line when Kevin Dotson, I believe, freed Najee on a on a specific play for a pretty good run early on, but. There was not much I saw and the discipline when you have a guy allegedly spitting, um, a veteran guy spitting and getting tossed out. There's just some dumb things that I'm seeing from this entire team. You know, there's they just have not. And I'll, I'll give you another guy. I love him and I love his fire. But Kendrick Green is going to cost them first downs going to cost them games if he doesn't get his head on straight i know he's got a lot of fire and he's a passionate guy but there was one point where i thought he was going to get a penalty too because i thought he cracked somebody um way too late and he's just a guy that that uh that i fear is uh, so passionate that's gonna get himself in trouble they need to calm some stuff down they're not good enough to play this undisciplined and this angry. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a fine line between um, anger and frustration and aggressiveness. And so I I think I'm going to give the Steelers offensive line a, just a D I, I, unlike with Ben, where I said, you know, where do I see some bright spots? I do see some times where Roethlisberger does have a clean pocket. And let's not forget that this is still a very unproven offensive group. This is not even last year's offensive line where you had mainstays to Castro, Pouncey, Villanueva, Chooks of for you. They don't have that right now. And there are times where they, they have a, a nice 
run blocking play. It develops and Najee Harris, if for once is not met in the backfield by a defender and having to make someone miss. I mean, you know, you listen to Najee Harris talk and he says, I'm going to make the first guy miss. That's my job. I guess he probably never thought it would have to be two yards, three yards in the backfield all the time and fighting for his life just to get back to the line of scrimmage. So there's, there's good and bad. I do see some signs of life with this unit, but the question is, are they starting to string together more good plays than bad plays? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a negative right now. Dave, you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say last year with the overall offense, we said that it was something that, oh, well, they're a work in progress. They're getting there. They're building. They didn't have a preseason. They had one this year. Yep. You even had the extra game compared to everyone else. Okay. You, you, you can't be, you can't look around at the NFL and say, oh, well, a lot of these teams are still – granted, there are a lot of offenses that are struggling if they are a work in progress, but there are plenty that aren't. And are you going to be one of those one of those bottom-of-the-league bottom offenses that do that, or do, you, or do you just need to have it together if you think you're actually going to be something in the NFL this year? Yeah, and so uh, while we're still talking about the offensive line, they did allow two sacks, and listen to this number, 10 quarterback hits – on Ben Roethlisberger in this contest. Yikes. He was being hit early and often. The, the Raiders were living in the backfield, and we knew this going into this. And this is one of the reasons why I said on my shows that I'm I'm not in the Michael Beck fan club that where it's they're going to blow their doors off. I knew this was going to be a close game. Um, I thought it would be a one-score game anyways, and it just it went south really quick. Let's get this $5 tip up here. Time to bring Mitchell Schwartz and Russell Okungin for workouts. Maybe bring DeCastro back. The offensive line and defensive injuries cost us this game. And that's from Wilson uh, Pava, I think is how you say it. Or I'm sorry if sure. I mispronounced it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go with the whole let's call in every single free agent. Now, if there's an injury at the position or if Trey Turner is going to be released or something like that, then that's that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Trey Turner and I – for my fans out there, for the people that follow me on on Twitter, I, I was getting eaten alive. I had to do so much during the game with the website. And I was writing or doing something else, and all of a sudden I didn't see the uh, spitting of the, of the video, the replay. I didn't see that yet. All I was going off of was two offsetting penalties, one player's ejected and one isn't. And I tweeted – I understand why Mike Tomlin's upset. And then of course, everyone's just ripping me. Oh, he spit on the guy. I, I didn't see it. So I didn't see that right away. Um, yeah. You spit on someone you deserve to get ejected. Like, well, there's, yeah. There's nothing with that. And then coach Tomlin's press conference afterwards, he said that Turner was spit on. Oh, so that's something that was in coach Tomlin's post. He didn't say about Turner spitting. He said about Turner being spit on. Now we saw the video replay of Turner spitting. The question is, was he spit on? Is that what set him off? And they're like, hey, if spitting gets you ejected, why is he the only one being ejected? Um, bottom line is, even if some, you know, you can't do that. And it's and it's even more disappointing, you know, and they always say it's the second guy that gets caught. Yep. So, I mean, so I don't want to justify it, but at the same time, um, he did do it, and you know he did it, and he can't deny that he, that he did it. But, I mean... At the same time as someone else spits on him, I feel bad for the reaction. You just got to keep it together better than that. The, uh, you know, 
it's just not mm-hmm. a good time for it. But I, I feel like I always feel like I'm the guy that has to bring like light to the situation. Like it is, this isn't a playoff yeah. loss, people. It's a second yeah. game of the season. Yeah. It does remind me of the Seinfeld episode of the Magic Loogie, yes. you know. Um <laughs> Yeah. Keith Hernandez. <laughs> one of one of the one of the Steelers beautiful. I can't remember which one referenced that during the game. Um, I can't remember who said back it. Back into the left. Back yeah. into the left. That, I, my I, friends, I'm is gonna one tell magic you, loogie. <laughs> I brought that episode up this week on one of my uh one of my podcasts. I thought it was on our podcast. Was it? I can't remember. <laughs> was uh, no, I well, it was one of my solo shows. Oh, then, um, then it was one I listened to. It was either a week that was or uh, it, it I listened, was something else. I listened to week that was. I don't remember. It was the week it, it was. I was remember. I listened to it. That was the one. I listened to it yesterday. Yep. So that, wow. my friends, is one magic loogie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. let's move on to the <sighs> running game. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they had uh, the run, the running attack. What was it good? Uh, 14 carries for 39 yards, 2.8 average, one touchdown. That was by Juju Smith-Schuster. Najee Harris, 10 for 38, a 3.8 average. Dave, grade the running game. The running game as a whole, I mean, you're under 40 yards. Anything less than an F minus minus is, is not that, – that's not acceptable. I know it's only only 14 carries. You know what I'm saying? But but still that is no running game. Najee Harris himself was was not bad and he had some really good moments that a lot of them were that he kind of led to himself. He was more effective in the passing game because they had to get him away from that offensive line. You know, coming in and handing off the ball twice to Benny Snell was basically wasting a play. So they had two wasted play. I mean, that 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 to me that that's no different than fumbling the snap and falling on it. If you're going to hand it off to Benny Snell at this point, because he's not, you could just see a difference when he's running up to the line of scrimmage than you do with Najee Harris. So I'm not blaming Najee Harris, but the running game as a whole is not good. And and I said it even before the draft, the running back is the third aspect of the of the running game. He's he's not even the top. It goes. It goes blocking, scheme, running back. So I'm not putting this on him, but it it was not acceptable. Okay, Brian, grade the running game. This just in, fellas. Benny Snell has acquired the naked pictures of Mike Tomlin from Daniel (laughs) McCullers. And because I don't know why he's on his team at this point, and I hate to say that about anybody, but no. I'm going to take the first letter of his surname and say that the Steelers get an S for sucky because that's how bad they were. I can't justify giving them an F for the running game. I've got to go all the way down to the bottom of the alphabet towards the bottom and say S because they were that P poor. I'm going to give them a failing grade as well, but let me ask you all this. So this Najee Harris rushed for 38 yards on 10 carries. Let's just say they don't have Najee Harris. How many yards, considering the offensive line and what Najee has to do, how many yards do you think someone like Benny Snell would have had today? Minus one. (laughs) I mean, I don't see him making a lot of people miss in the backfield. I thought Najee Harris, all things considered, played a tremendous football game. Yeah, he did, but the running game itself was not. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, you fail as a running game, but Najee Harris individually, like my winners and losers list, he's a winner. I I felt like all things considered, he's making plays. Even if that play is getting hit in the backfield four yards deep, getting, getting one yard or getting to the line, to the line of, scrimmage. of scrimmage. Yeah. So, I mean, how many times did he have to fight just to get to the line of scrimmage? 
And then the stiff arm. I mean, my, yeah. my gosh, oh. that stiff arm. <laughs> that stiff that was, arm. I mean, I'm not sure if that was yeah. animal-esque, but it was, that was really good. <laughs> it was <laughs> impressive. It yeah. was good. And the catch and run, I, I'm glad the Steelers finally started to get him involved in the passing game. I felt that in Buffalo, they used him only as a decoy as receiver. You'd see him go out wide, and they never threw him the football. That's If you want him to be that two-way running back, like they used Le'Veon Bell, you got to throw him the football from time to time. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's look at the uh, receiving core real quick. Deontay Johnson, nine catches of 105 yards on 12 targets. Chase Claypool, three for 70 with a long of 52. Najee Harris, five for 43 and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, six for 41. And Pat Fryermuth, four for 36. Dave, why don't you grade out the uh, passing, the receivers, the pass catchers? Well, I'll be honest with you. I wish I wish that um, Deontay Johnson did not go over 100 yards because it was that last 11-yard yeah. play that um, could – hopefully that's not an injury that's going to linger for him. It didn't look good. Um, in all, the biggest problem that I'm having is the not-on-the-same-page issue. Other, than, I'm going to give the receivers – I'm going to give them a B. I didn't think they did that, but I mean – I'm going to even go B plus when I really factor in like the Pat Freremuth and Najee Harris part of it. Um, that I, I don't see that the receivers, as long as they're on the same page with their quarterback, I don't see them b- being a negative of what's going on with this team. It's just, are the Steelers going to be able to utilize them uh, to the best of their abilities? That's a good point. Brian, what about you? What's your grade? You know, I think about dominoes right here. And when I'm thinking about this game and the only thing that kept from the entire stack of dominoes going all the way down and around and finally hitting the end and being all on the floor was because of the, because of the wide receivers. And the reason I'm saying dominoes is because we're talking about the offensive line, bringing down the quarterback, the quarterback bring uh, and the, the running game and all of this and a throw in a guy when we're talking about the receivers with, uh, is Najee Harris. He had a great game along with them. You know, um, as far as receptions, I'm going to give them a B as well. I actually, I, I would give them a B plus. And I thought that uh, with the exception of, uh, and you no, know, we talked about that drop at the beginning, that uh, throw that was, that I thought it was wide. And I want to, I want to just call out CBS here. I thought CBS's camera work and when they missed a play, when they decided to go to split screen, they did not show everything, and we could not we could not watch the game properly based on that. So I thought a lot of things that CBS did today on the camera end, I didn't like. So I didn't get like Jeff. I didn't get to see that play that throw to Eric Ebron. My buddy was that I was watching the game with was yelling that Ebron dropped it. It looked like it was a wide throw, and he was able to get a hand on it but it didn't look like it was a good completion. So I don't know what the problem was there. I thought the wide receivers were pretty good in this game. The one, the other exception that the one thing that I can complain about is the fact that I've heard some people point out that Deontay Johnson needs to play full plays. And when it's a bad throw, maybe stopping and not, not uh, going off for full force on that. So I think that is definitely a problem. But I really thought on the offensive side of the ball for the second week in a row, all of these guys really found a way to shine um, when Ben gets the time to use them. And when he's on the same page with them, they're really, really good. 
Yeah, I'm going to give them a B. My biggest complaint, and this is more so from a fan perspective than anything X's and O's, is that Chase Claypool, you know, we all said that he's going to be the guy that could emerge as a superstar, the, the, w, the wide receiver one, if you want to put it like that. Some of these catches, you know, these big plays down the field, I mean, he comes down with several. He had a 52-yard reception today, but there's also several where you're like, oh, gosh, like the, the best in the game, make that catch. And I know he was a second-round draft pick, but if he wants to elevate his game to that level, you got to make some of those catches. And I hate to say that, and I hate to be – maybe I'm nitpicking, but I'm going to give him a B, absolutely give him a B. Um, and then Sean Manahan, he he says it well. Gives us five bucks as too many damn injuries. I agree, Sean. So when we talk about a lot of the injuries, we're going to be talking about the defensive side of the ball, which is what we're going to be talking about in the second half of this podcast. So if you are watching live on YouTube or YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. But if you're listening on the audio side, head over to part two. We'll talk about the defense and special teams. Finish it up. We'll be right back. Take it. 